You are now listening to. Let's talk about NIL. Because mm. everyone else is talking about it. NCAA wants to crack down on NIL, particularly with boosters who are disguising NIL deals or payments as pay for play. Um, in the next few weeks, they want to work to do that. Um, and it's interesting because there have been coaches. Uh, B's favorite non-Auburn coach came out and and said that uh, they need to, I believe he used the word safeguards, I believe. Uh, Mike G, is this long overdue? Because you've been talking about this a lot. Your mm-hmm. thoughts, sir? Yeah, I... Now, the, the report says it was sources. Sources say that a crackdown is coming on NIL collectives, right? So what is that? That's boosters getting together, pooling money, and essentially just throwing a bunch of cash at athletes for no no real return, no services rendered. And I think what they're trying to say is this is just supposed to be like legitimate business deals. NIL was always supposed to be about letting the athlete capitalize on their name, image, and likeness. It was not meant, even though that's what it's turning into, and this uh, to be just a free-for-all where boosters just give players money to go to a certain school. Now, why I think Auburn is doing it the right way is, is that you know in conversations with, with some of the athletes that have gotten bigger NIL deals, these are legitimate contracts they've signed. Yeah, And particularly, NIL Auburn has a format in place where a student athlete signs up. And for the money that he receives, he is getting paid monthly. Now, we did this interview with Rick Davidson. If you haven't seen it, please go check it out. And they have what they call fulfillment. Here are all the things you have to do because you got paid. Now, if you stop, Doing the things on that list, guess what? Just like any other job, you stop getting paid. And that is how you keep NIL legit. That's always what it was intended to be. Now, I know for some of these companies, there's no real return on investment (laughs) with NIL. Not measurable anyway. So if you get a big enough name, then sure, Tank Bixby is drawing attention to your business. But is our star tennis player providing that same value? Probably not. But I still want him or her to get their bag too. Right. Sure. But the way that you keep it fair is you force, like, listen, if you're going to have an NIL shell company set up, you're forcing people to do it the right way. And there are plenty of alumni that own legitimate businesses that can afford to set up legitimate NIL deals with athletes. The Texas one that pays their old lineman 75K a piece a year. That company has been in business. It's not some fly-by-night company. It's not a, a sham. And the guy who runs it, he's a millionaire. He just decided, I want my school to get quality offensive linemen. If you come to Texas and you're an offensive lineman, you qualify to do an NIL deal with me. I'm okay with that. But what a lot of fans don't know because they just hear these numbers and they're not actually looking into the deals that these players are signing. That's what's happening a lot of places. 
There are a few ridiculous deals. And I, I know some people are skirting the rules, but I don't like fans penalizing us for not skirting the spirit of NIL and trying to do it the right way, all in the name of keeping up. You know, Texas A&M may have signed the best class ever, but I'll tell you what, if they didn't do it the right way, this will be the last best class ever they signed. So good for you. You took, you took advantage of it the wrong way for one year. They were always going to try to rein this in. I saw it from the beginning, and it's happening now. So that's all it is. I mean, and I'm not against it. I want athletes to get paid. But even when you talk to their parents, I had a conversation with a parent just today talking about how he doesn't want his son to be distracted by this. Yeah. So it does. It needs some regulation. It's year one. They were always going to figure it out. I just didn't get the panic about why we weren't doing most of the fans complaining about what we're not doing in NIL don't even understand what we're allowed to do or not allowed to do. And that that's the most frustrating right. thing about any that's of these the conversations. Thing. Like, yeah, I don't even know what y'all talking about. <laughs> like, no. what, what are we right. even having to cover? You don't even understand what's going on. Yeah, the university's role the, is fairly where small. Where the blame should fall for us falling behind in NIL. It's like, you don't, you don't even know where it's supposed to go, but you just start arbitrarily assigning it. It just is so right. frustrating. Yeah, listen, if you want NIL money to fly and you want to know where it, it comes from, walk into your bathroom, turn on the light switch, and look in the mirror. The community is what's supposed to take care of this for us, not the school. Right. And then what you do is you give the coach a legitimate recruiting tool that he can use so that he can point to the community and say, look, our community takes care of our athletes. I don't broker those deals. I can't promise you a deal. But I can show you that they're taking advantage of it. And if you come here, you will have the same opportunity. And when Auburn is known for that, then, you know, we'll catch up with everybody else on NIL. That's what I think. So, I mean, it still comes down to, you know, putting winning teams on the field. Yeah. It, you know, the only concern I have is that you just don't want certain kids who are actually in good situations. Uh, they're at a good school, uh, in a, being able to see the field, leave that situation chasing an NIL deal, mm. and you're going somewhere where you're probably not a good fit, you may not see the team, and and it's just those are the things that that makes me leery at times of this. Again, I'm I'm not against kids getting paid, but a lot of kids because of what the NCAA is trying to crack down on. I think those are some of the things that I would like to see get fixed in this because some kids are already in good good situations, leaving for the bag. Or oh, hear me out: you're creating corruption because some of the schools who don't have a six million dollar bag to give an athlete now are scrambling to try to make a deal happen for kids so they don't lose kids to other schools with more money. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think that's just what it is. Mm. You're going to create more problems yeah. with this. So it's just, it is. I want, I want athletes to get paid. Yeah. I want athletes to get paid, you know, and I think that there is enough of a market where people just want to give money and they have businesses that they want to promote and, uh, you know, just do it the right way, man. There's, there's nothing wrong with asking for people to do it the right way. I'll die on this hill. I don't give a damn what other schools are doing and if they're doing it shady. 
I don't want to do it shady. You know why? Because so and so school will get away with it, and right. Auburn will Auburn be the will one on probation. Always be the one <laughs> that ends up like when you as soon as we start trying to toe the line, somebody's checking out. Like mm-hmm. it, it's and we're under the microscope. <laughs> inevitable every single time. So like, look, let's just not even try to. Let's don't go there. Out. And then all the people who were crying that we weren't doing nothing with NIL will be on their soapbox about how our leadership sucks and calling for somebody's <laughs> head. Hey, break, man. Be will give me your thoughts, man, about this. So how you how you feel about this whole ordeal? Um, <clears throat> it's crazy that the NCAA is the one who's trying to come up with some constraints to this thing because honestly, all of this is their fault. <laughs> yeah, it's a fact. Facts. They, they had uh, <laughs> we heard whispers about this starting. I mean, at least ten years ago. Uh, when did Northwestern bring that suit to 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 federal court about whether or not? College athletes were employees. Yeah, it was it was player led too. It was a uh, was yeah. it the quarterback Fitzgerald? It was it was a few quarterbacks. It, it not a few quarterbacks. It was a few. It was a yeah right. It's a collective of students. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, what they could have done was slowly, very slowly. When the only thing that athletes wanted to be able to do was get paid for showing up in NCAA football or basketball, sign some jerseys, and and get a little cash in their pocket, take some pictures and sign autographs, it's like you could have let them do that. Now, mm-hmm. slow. eventually, don't get me wrong, eventually, we would, have, we would have always ended up here where businesses are, are fighting to take advantage of, of, you know, the fact that kids need money and whoever has the most influential alum base would take advantage by funneling it into their businesses to the players and I, I still blame the NCAA for not seeing. Here's exactly how this is going to go. How bad can it get if we just pull up the gate and let everybody just dash? How bad could it get? What's going to happen is somebody's going to get trampled. And that's what we're seeing right now. Mm. You're seeing Pitt, poor Pitt. They had their quarterback go to the league <laughs> and their best wide receiver in the nation, Belitnikov Award winner, leave to go to another team. Mm. How you I want you know how much we are arguing and upset that we didn't recruit better out of high school. Now imagine if we had recruited an NFL drafted quarterback and a Bolitnikov winner. <laughs> we don't win anything. <laughs> and then they both leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. You do that, you do that well to, to recruit and develop, and you get nothing. And your guys can't stay because all of a sudden somebody can just, you know, promise them the world, maybe probably give them most of it, and mm-hmm. they can go wherever. And it, it's a mess that if I know we can see it, just as fans, we could see, oh, well, you know what? It's 2005. Let the kids sign some autographs. Hey, don't, no, Todd Gurley shouldn't be suspended for signing jerseys. That's stupid. Hey, Johnny Menzel wants to sign some jerseys and get some bread. Let them do it. Who cares? Now, how far are we away from Johnny Manziel collecting a few thousand bucks from signing some autographs? Why? Because they try to act like, oh, well, maybe if we just don't talk about it, they'll stop asking. For- no, dummy. We know how much money football makes. What are you doing? You, you, you just hiding all that March Madness money? You think we don't know how much money you get from putting NCAA on things? It's not like y'all are, are, are throwing some resources down here to make this happen. The SEC is making SEC football happen. That would have nothing to do with it. You throw an NCAA seal on and you collect a bunch of money from, from rights. Why? 
let these players, and this is probably the most important thing. If they had let this happen far enough back, then people wouldn't be clamoring nearly as much to pay players from the university's pockets. So this is, I think, probably the time that they let this happen. I think that has something to do with this because that had picked up steam as well. The ideology of, you know what? They create this much value. The, the universities are pocketing the money. Hey, universities, why don't you break some off? Well, coaches were like, they ain't getting none of my money. No, yeah, let's mm-hmm. let them get paid for, they, for their faces on stuff and to do an endorsement. But they did it so hastily with no rules, with no planning, with no foresight, that it's a mess. And I feel for the middle-tier schools, the smaller schools, because you had a chance to develop a, a really good program wherever you were at. And this is kind of the blueprint of what it would be. You would recruit like hell, two, three stars. You know, if you're in Iowa, or if you're like, a, what's it, the Chanticleers? What's the team? Is it Charlotte? Um, I think they just moved up to the Sun Belt from FCS. I'm not sure. Um, but there are a few schools who every three or four years, once the players they recruit turns in, turn into juniors and seniors and they have a majority mature team, they have an excellent season because they can coach and develop. Now, let one of your players have an outstanding sophomore campaign. They are gone. Mm. Why would I hang around at any of those mid-tier schools? Why would I hang around at Kansas? Right. We got, we got um, what's the name? We, we, Harris. He, yeah, we got Harris. Why? Because he flashed at Kansas. We were like, oh, y'all are a terrible team with one good player. We'll take that off your hands. Thank you very much. It's going to suck for them. And it's going to continue to suck for those teams that can't feel the competitive product, that don't get the eyes that the, the next school can get, and that can't get you the type of financial considerations that playing in the SEC can get you, that playing for one of the top-tier recruiting schools can get you. And... <sighs> On one hand, I feel I feel bad for those schools, but pretty soon here, we're going to get things organized. It's going to get organized. I don't, it's never going to stop because we, we know illegal things happen behind the scenes when all of this stuff was against the rules. So that's never going to stop. It is never going to stop. Let me be clear about that. All the rules could change, and Jimbo may never get another best class ever, but he'll still get top three or four because we know what the administration and the and the boosters behind these types of schools, they're going to find a way. And the first thing I thought when, when we, they talked about those rules was, okay, boosters can't directly contribute to the collectives. All right, I'm going to have three shell companies and my right-hand man is going to run one of the shell companies. Now, what's the difference? It's not me. Yeah, I sit on the board, but my you know nephew-in-law he, he's going to run the company. So it's not me. So he just wants to give a million dollars to the collective. That's cool, right? Uh, according to the rules, I'm clear, right? And that's the type of little stuff that they'll have to start battling and figuring out how many degrees of separation need to be between the boosters and the operations. And it's going to be a mess for a while. It's it's the NCAA's fault, but it's the nature of the beast, man. It's just the nature of the beast. And it's going to be like this probably for the foreseeable future. Ike, any 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 thoughts on NIL? You haven't had a chance to speak on it. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, like Mike said, this was inevitable. Um, they had to put some sort of reins around it because, you know, forever people with money will find a way to try to insert their money to get influence over whatever they want to. And mm-hmm. so if you don't put boundaries around it, then they're just going to keep trying to do that sort of thing. So uh, it was an inevitability, um, probably should have been there from the beginning. But listen, what's done is done. Um, 
I would hate for anybody to try to enforce any retroactive penalties um, on people just because it's like, I mean, how do you enforce it? The rule wasn't there. You're just going to go back and be like, well, you knew. I mean, they were, uh, there probably has been a lot of violation of the spirit of the rule or the violation of the spirit of NIL going on, but I don't know that any of that is enforceable. What I do know is that, um, you know, I guess the, the frustration from a lot of people is, well, while it was legal, why weren't we going out there doing it? But again, this is where I agree with Mike. We'd be the ones that the NCA would come and be like trying to make an example out of. Mm-hmm. Um, and right. I just don't want to be in that position. It's too often uh, that people try to make it seem like Auburn is this unscrupulous university because we get caught with our hand in the cookie jar. But it's like, no, Auburn is the ones that have always tried to do it right. And then we all, all every now and then we're like, man, come on, bro. Everybody else doing it. And then we do it and NCA be like, mm, see, look, I told y'all don't. And it's like, no, bro. Like we just stay above board, get players that have something to yeah. prove, let them prove it out there on the field. And, you know, if they want, if, if they want to pull, you know, the, the situation where they have an amazing year at Auburn and then they transfer to some other school, then let, you know, by all means, let them do that, you know. But I think what we do have at Auburn is we do have a, a very lucrative donor base that we can capitalize on. So if we get the talent in here and they perform on the field, it's time for those people to step up and say, OK, I will do my part, and not just, uh, you know, shout from behind my TV screen or backdoor, you know, channel to try to put pressure on people. I'm going to put my money up and. Mm-hmm. We'll right. get these kids the NIL deals that they deserve um, and then let Auburn's uh, team of people who, by the way, if you guys missed us talking with Alan, uh, uh, Alan Green about this, you know, the NIL department at Auburn was recognized for their excellence in doing stuff the right way. So, right. again, I just this perception that Auburn's not doing NIL, it only exists amongst people who want to push that narrative as Auburn fans, like actual people who deal with NIL stuff know that that's BS. Right. Yeah. And and again, to to a point you made earlier, Ike, if you're star watching, you're assuming that because you're not getting the stars, right, that Armour's not doing nothing with NIL. Right. Yeah. Right. Or if we're not announcing the deals that these guys are getting. You got to remember, this is not really public information. You only know if they decide to disclose. Right. Right. Or if the company company makes a public announcement that they've signed an NIL deal. The actual worth of those deals are those players' private and proprietary information. Right, right. So um, there's just a lot of assumption being made, to Ike's point, that we're not doing anything. Um, But to make that statement, you have to first understand what we can and we can't do. And I I will die on this hill. They don't like us. The, 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 The powers that be don't like Auburn. Look how they wanted to... Bury us. We had to be perfect during the whole Bruce Pearl basketball thing to come out the way we did. People were just waiting on the hammer to drop on Auburn. Don't give them a reason. I don't care what any other school is doing. We need to do it right. And it can't be, you know, to Ike's point about the uh, we have the donor base to step up and do this. This can't be about the who the coach is either. Right. Right. This can't mean, I mean, because if you're withholding NIL money from athletes because you don't like Brian Harson, you suck. Because you're not hurting Brian Harson. 
Brian Harson is going to leave here a millionaire, a multi, multi, multi millionaire. No matter Correct. what regardless kind of job of, he does, regardless of what happens this year, Brian Harson will be a millionaire based upon the contract that he's already signed. So all you are doing is hurting the football program. That's it, and the athletes, and you're setting us right. back. Because if you're so worried about the arms race that is NIL, you're you'll pour money in no matter who the coach is. Because if you don't, you're only hurting Auburn and the athletes. You know what? To to that point, I remember I was listening to a podcast. I think it I think it was about Monty Jones. He was talking about how LSU is actually the best coaching job in the nation, and the reason that it is is because you have a concentrated talent pool. There is no other school in the state that competes with you for recruiting. But more than that, their recruiting never falters, no matter who the coach is. Right. So he said, going back to Saban, Les Miles. Orgeron, and now Brian Kelly, they were like, if you're a Louisiana boy, there's a really, really, really good chance you're going to end up at LSU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? Um, Les Miles consistently recruited pretty, still fairly well against Nick Saban for the guys in the state. Like, one or two snuck out to Alabama, but not a lot. He didn't lose a lot yeah. of guys to Nick Saban. And that for that reason, their, their floor for recruiting, he's saying, is higher than almost anybody else's floor for recruiting. And I was like, you know what? I think he's right about that. And in that way, that is how these collectives, when done properly, it can help set your recruiting floor. And that's something that has fluctuated wildly for us from coach to coach and administration to administration because apparently it depended how much the boosters liked the coach at that moment to determine how much support they gave them, which determined how well we could recruit. It also depended on the coaches as well. But now, if you're telling me that that NIL can be its own independent thing where the community says, here's what we want to give you because we believe you and we're glad you chose our home as your home, then that can help set that recruitment for And that's something to get excited about. You are now now listening listening to to 